Welcome to Reawaken Podcast. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm John Brown. On this program, we like to discuss everyday topics to hot-button issues, as well as some fringe ideas, while maintaining a solid scriptural foundation and a sense of humor. And we really hope that you enjoy today's episode. So today we will be talking about the villainization of homeschoolers that seems to be going on right now. So not everyone may know this. I sure didn't until this past week. But Harvard is going to be holding a summit to discuss basically this, quote, controversial practice of homeschooling. I, I, I think this is funny. You, we've got a whole lot of, we've got like a doctor, one, two, th- three, three doctors, a professor, oh, two professors, um, who knows how many, a bunch of big names. It should be pointed out, Harvard is not, they're not the ones running this. They're merely the, they're merely letting their facility be used for this. So the thing is though, Homeschoolers have been shown to have basically their 74%, according to the statistics, are going to be attending college, whereas 46% of traditional students will be doing that. Homeschoolers have been shown to have higher GPAs than traditional students. Uh, They score in higher um, percentiles than the public schoolers. I mean, they just overall, it has been shown statistically, not not trying to hate on anyone who has gone to public school. I know John has and whatnot, but... Yeah, hey. <laughs> I made it out. I made it out alive. Yeah, so... Um, somehow. Somehow, yeah. But anyways, so, uh, I mean, we have a lot of these, we have a lot of evidence behind that homeschooling is better uh, academically and better as far as social life goes. We, we have studies for that showing that um, homeschoolers are more likely to succeed socially as well. Uh, so from where I am, I, I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking there has to be something else behind this. To me, it looks like it is more of the, the world doesn't like a lack of control. We have like the UN rights of the child that's trying to be passed. That's very, very control oriented. It's kind of advancing this Orwellian uh, society that just seems to be the general, I don't know, everybody seems to be wanting to push this. I have no idea why. Exactly. But they do. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really the... Uh... It's really one side. I mean, it's the progressives, right? I mean, it's not the conservatives that are pushing this anti-homeschooling agenda by and large. Yeah, it's for the most the part, yeah. progressive leftist mindset of, yeah, exactly, controlling the family and uh, the right of the parent to educate their child is the First Amendment. I mean, the freedom of speech, the, the freedom of exercising religion, you're essentially dictating what 
people will what people will be learning and uh that includes religion that includes you know ideals and those types of things which are it's the the penumbral right of a parent to determine those things for their child and it's these uh these progressives that want to have control over your children and uh decide what they grow up to believe because you know for those that are in public school or have children in public school it's it's uh you know it sometimes it's just the situation that you're in i was in public school i don't mean to hate on those types of people but um there are things that are going to be taught which um you know evolution um you know various religions and and there there's a place for those and learning about them so that you can you can contradict them if you need to you know like being in that marketplace of ideas and being able to give a an answer for the faith that you have that's a good thing knowing the the opposing argument and that type of thing but um and so parents do have their children when they're home and they can ask them what they're learning and walk them through it. And that's perfectly fine if that's, a you know, a parent's uh, decision. But with these, uh, with this movement towards greater and greater control, there are a number of things that are not going to be the same as when you were in school, even myself, I'm, I'm in my thirties and the way things are going, it's going to be completely different. Um, you know, and I have a list of things that I don't know we can talk about, but yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, I'm just, uh, I, I'd like to point out the implications of doing this are much broader than just children. I mean, that's important. That is massively important. I, I don't know if there's much that is more important than that. People have died to preserve the freedom of their children uh, more than even themselves. But the implications of this are reach much farther. We're talking about, when we're talking about taking away any right from any human being in any in any way i'd say we are on a slippery slope because when we start taking Absolutely. away the right for something like this it it is like you said freedom of speech that's being infringed on and where does that end does that end in we see already i actually i'd say if you go to you can look up if You've never heard of, I know you've heard of PragerU, uh, but if anyone listening hasn't heard of them, you can look them up. You can see Will Witt hitting all of these college campuses and whatnot. Somebody called the campus security on them the other day just because he said that he felt threatened by their ideals. I feel like that is where this is going, only on a much larger scale, because that's an education system. So where do you, what, I mean, I guess the question is, why would they allow, if they're trying to take this away, why would they allow any interference, anybody to 
come in with different ideas, any questioning, mm-hmm. if they're trying to take away, if they're trying to regulate, uh, which is really what this is about, um, this summit at Harvard is basically what they're going to be trying to do here is regulate what homeschoolers are doing. They're trying to take away any right for any freedom of anything. And yes, they a lot of people use as a defense, well, they can teach them whatever they want outside of the homeschooling. But the thing is, homeschooling is hard to define as a whole and that, I, I mean, I grew up homeschooled. Uh, I would say my learning never really ended during any day. So, I mean, in a way, right. I was homeschooled 24-7. So, if that is Absolutely. the case, we have- oh, I was just going to say, if that's the case, then at what point do you stop censoring the parents? Or do you stop censoring the parents? I don't know that there's any good stopping point if this gets advanced. Right. And that's the thing about rights is that you never tend to get more rights. The rights tend to be taken away over time. You know, it took a violent revolution for us to get our constitutional rights in the first place. And those have slowly been degrading over time. And uh, exactly. It's like your, your education never stops. We have this concept that school is relegated to this block of time. And then after that, it's your free time or whatever. But when you're homeschooled, I wasn't homeschooled, but when you are homeschooled, it's, it's a continuous thing. Like you're not just learning history and math. You're learning how to think. You're learning how to do finances, health and nutrition, you know, your mother invites you into the kitchen and and shows you how to cook. You know, that's education. Or, or you know, your dad invites you out to, to change the oil in your car. Like, those are types of things that schools should be teaching. Like, things that you use every day. Logic. Um, you, know, you know, basic repair s- skills. Or psychology. I know they teach psychology in school, but how people think in a practical sense, like how can you communicate ideas in a way that's effective and that type of thing. You can take electives for those uh, type of classes, but that's not something that every student gets, but that's something that parents can teach their children on a day-to-day basis if they're being homeschooled. But um, as far as what is going on in public school, I mean, we all know about Common Core, right? The the whole change in math that is kind of baffling for people who learn math the traditional way. And then they see this, like, what is this? And I actually had someone at work that was a teacher's assistant. And I asked him, like, what do you think about Common Core? Like, is it helpful to the students? Because I know there's a reason that they put this in place. It has to be helpful in some way. But he's like, not really. No one likes it. Teachers don't like it. The students don't like it. They have to. They have to spend so much time teaching different methods to solve the same problem that they're never really able to devote enough time to each way of solving something that they learn it well. You know. So that's one thing. And then history. 
they're basically taking away any value of our what is essentially white Christian heritage and causing students to question that and then glorifying basically everything else. Um, which there's perfectly valuable things in other cultures, etc. But it doesn't mean that uh, we need to disparage our founding fathers and and that type of thing. And and then there's the sex education. I wanted to mention a couple articles. I'll just read the the titles here. Um, one. This is from KXAN. Uh, local station, Texas school district mandates transgender education for eight-year-olds. And it says the curriculum spans grades three through eight. Under the new curriculum, for the first time, the district will teach students about gender identity and sexual orientation. The lessons will also help kids identify an adult they can trust, plus talk talk to them about options if they get pregnant. And seventh graders will learn how to use protection if you will. Then this other one, schools allow kids to change gender without parental consent. And that's both the social and biological transition. Schools are now allowing kids to trans transition their gender without parents' consent. That means they can go to school, they can hop on the bus as Billy, and then as soon as the door shuts, they're now Sally, and their teachers and counselors refer to them as uh she, her, Sally, you know, and uh, and even go so far as help them with the chemical transition that's involved with that, too. So in effect, the public education system is teaching them how to perform these perverse acts and then instill the idea that gender is a choice and has nothing to do with biology. And then when they express any confusion They essentially coerce them into transitioning their gender and help them do that without the parent even knowing about it. And that's just very disturbing to me. Yeah, it's dangerous, honestly. Um, There is a individual who underwent, they underwent basically transition stuff when they were, 16. I think they did surgeries. I'm not for sure. They at least did hormones. Their school asked absolutely no questions about this. They are suing now because everyone just catered to it. And now this individual is messed up and they regret deeply what they mm-hmm. did. As the vast, vast majority of these kids that go through this do. It's a phase. They they grow out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what are we even doing in schools that we are telling kids, well, there is a movement to lower the voting age. And so there is that. But why do we think they are mature enough to do that, but not mature enough to uh, go to war? drink alcohol, or smoke. They are making long-term, they are allowing long-term choices to be made before they allow short-term ones to be made. War? Right, these are life-altering decisions. Yeah. I mean, all of them might end in a lifetime. I mean, if you get killed or something, yeah, you get 
changed for life because yeah anyways uh alcohol you can <laughs> do something stupid while you're on alcohol and it can end in something permanent but we know for sure transitioning has permanent ramifications the other things they're short-term choices if somebody takes a sip of alcohol then i mean that's rather temporary just drinking one beer at the age of 14 or whatever that's temporary so why are we allowing children to make choices about their gender why are we even trusting them before they even make it to an age where they could choose for themselves why are we trusting them at three to start undergoing transition right that just doesn't make sense yep that kind of harkens back to our first episode. Don't follow your heart. Yeah, yeah. It is, it'll change. Anything subjective can and will change, and human experience is subjective. It can and will Absolutely. change. I mean, some things we trust will not change because in our subjective experience, we have found gravity seems to always be around but that is basically uh, if you think that you have no good basis unless well that kind of goes back to the last episode some of the stuff we talked about you you have no good reason to believe you won't float off this planet unless you believe that there is an objective standard in the universe you have to believe that in order to believe that anything in the entire universe is a rule it's a law or a theory or a hypothesis you you can't believe that without an, an objective standard of some sort absolutely yeah that kind of relates to uh what you were going to talk about with gunger right too yeah yep so yeah michael gunger for those of you who are not familiar he is the lead singer of a band called Gunger, which is a folk band. I grew up on their music. I enjoyed their music around 2012 or so. He's always been unorthodox, and he has not always been a heretic. I mean, I don't throw that around loosely either, because here's, here's kind of a brief story. So when he was growing up, he realized everyone was looking to the sky and stuff and lifting their hands to the sky. And he's like, but God he, God doesn't exist directly above us, so what are we doing? This somehow led to some line of thinking that landed in a form of theistic evolution, but it wasn't... He didn't explain it like normal theistic evolution. It was like... God was there, and we just happened to come along. God didn't even guide it, which is the normal thought on theistic evolution. Uh, that's to the best of my remembering. That is my impression of where he was when he when he was explaining and whatnot. Anyway, so a couple of years ago, basically he came out and said he basically said that he wasn't a Christian anymore, but he still seems to hold some Christian ideals. It's basically just this whole mess. Even Ken Ham 
for those of you who are not familiar, the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum, Ken Ham is who runs all that. Um, Ken Ham, love him or hate him, he's high profile. He got involved because it became that high profile enough. Um, but anyway, he, basically they, they went apostate. But now they're, they seem to be teaching some form of... It's very, I guarantee you it's New Age in some form or another because it's this combination of I've watched, the, there's a Christian base, but he preaches Hinduism and Buddhism like over top of that and whatnot. I have no idea. Mike Gunger, right? Yeah, Michael Gunger. Um, I, I just, I don't know what's going on in his head. Anyway, so he tweeted out, um, I don't even know if that's the correct term, but, but anyway, he tweeted out, basically he said, actually this isn't basically, I'm going to quote him because it's right here in front of me, if you can speak it, it is not truth, capital T in parentheses, because words are dependent on and defined by their opposite. In parentheses once again, up means nothing without down. So I'm tracking with him so far. I, he kind of got confusing in that last half of that, uh, but if you can speak it, it is not truth with a capital T. I get where he's coming from because we only have one thing that is truth with a capital T. So I'm tracking with him on that so far. Anyway, the next bit is what gets confusing. Every truth depends entirely where you're looking from. So in a way, everything is true and nothing is. And that's the same truth. Mm. I don't... This is normal for him. It's like you kind of wonder to yourself, um, he lives in California, so it's is it? It's not that much of a stretch as somebody who lives in Illinois that he might be high while writing this stuff. <laughs> I'm just tossing that out there. I, I mean, very well could be. Yeah, I, I, he might not be, but it wouldn't surprise me. He's gone into a lot of that metaphysical stuff. He's hosting a 24/7 meditation room on Zoom and all sorts of stuff. He's gone into all that kind of stuff. Anyway, he in the thread though. Um, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I am the only one who could ever speak such a thing. So, I don't know about that, because basically, I don't know if he is saying, if he is into New Age beliefs, then he believes that basically we are a god. There's universal, there's a universal god, Gaia, um... Although, New Age, you can't nail it down completely, but this is general belief. Um, and we have that within all of us. So we are, in a way, God. So it is possible here, this second bit, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I am the only one who could ever speak such a thing. It is possible he is saying that about himself. But... I, I do want to say I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that and say he is talking about quoting Jesus. Um, but I just, to me, it's all, it is confusing, um, especially that last half of the initial tweet. 
every truth depends entirely where you are looking from. So in a way, everything is true and nothing is, and that's the same truth. This is, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but this is woke culture. This has crept into Christianity. This is becoming the normal. Yeah. Just watch. I, and it's really. Yeah, go ahead. It's really uh, postmodernism. Mm hmm. And I mean, that's a kind of fancy word to put on it. But essentially, the postmodernists have taken over the world in, in a sense that they reject truth. They reject, you know, basically all all, you know, capital T truth, because there's no there's no way that no one that anyone can specifically know something is what they say, because uh, words basically have no meaning. Ultimately, it leads to nihilism because, like he said, like if if basically nothing is true, and that's the end result. That's where you have to arrive at because if you can't say something is true, then nothing is true. You you have no ground whatsoever to stand on, ideologically or in any way. And this does tie back to the public education system because. That's exactly the type of thing that's crept into the schools as well. Is it? It's this, is this relativism, postmodernism, and essentially nihilism is is where that results at. Well, um, I mean, if you wonder, there is no need to wonder where this is coming from in our church. We don't need to wonder where this woke culture is creeping in at. It, all it takes is looking at the school system. It's training up the next generation, and look at the generation it has trained up. Is it any surprise that this is happening in Christianity? I don't even know if we could... I, I know at one point he said that um, a friend said that he wouldn't consider him a Christian, and that he was back and forth on agreeing with this friend because he wasn't entirely sure what he would consider himself. Hopefully, I don't know if I want to say hopefully that he considers himself a Christian because that would make him considering himself a Christian leader. I mean, he's pretty high profile. Um, I don't know that I really want that running around in Christian culture, but like it or not, it <laughs> is because people like me grew up on their music, and back when they were considered a Christian band, they were featured on CCM Magazine back when they actually had a real physical magazine that you could pick up. Uh, they were front cover, all that stuff. They were, they were pretty into the Christian music culture. So, it, people of my generation, we are yep. already surrounded by all of this. So, it doesn't help when someone who you grew up on, who is a Christian, starts spouting this stuff. It just furthers this confusion and eventually it ends and like, once again, like I said, this woke Christian culture that it's a mess. It just is. There's no up or down. Right. <laughs> There's no down to define yeah, that. Like people, people ask like, you know, why is modern art so bad? You know, you see these sculptures and they're like formless and just kind of like, what is that? What am I looking at? It's because this 
it influences everything, art, culture, philosophy, you know, literature. It's this notion that there is no, there are no boundaries for me. You know, it's, it's, everything is subjective. So there's, there's no, there's no structure as far as like in art, it used to be that you wanted to represent the thing as closely as you could um, and use these techniques to do that. And the 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 modern mindset is, I'm just going to throw something against the wall, and that's my art because I say that it's art, you know. And that's the same thing in every other, you know. I say this is my personal identity and belief because that's what I believe and I choose to. And you can't tell me I'm wrong because everything's subjective. And like, yeah. So, yeah, it just it ends in disaster. Yep. It just does. And really, like, we can trace this all the way back to the garden. It's the devil saying to humanity, you know, you can be like gods. You can decide for yourself what truth is. You can decide what's right and what's wrong. Gnosticism, and that's basically. why he wanted us to eat of the tree, yeah. Yeah, it's the first, if you guys ever wonder, I mean, if I don't know who all here has uh looked into new age beliefs gnosticism anything like that but if you need it summed up for you that is the way to sum it up and that's why it's not surprising that christianity is turning into a new age i don't know it's getting infiltrated from the inside by the new age it really is if anyone yeah. wants to learn more it, about that check out uh the second coming of the new age by stephen Bankeras. uh but mm-hmm. basically i new age summed up as well as gnosticism is the first lie we ever encountered it is that you can be as god that there is knowledge that is yeah. being hidden from you Yep, and it's such a seductive worldview because it puts you in charge. And like you're saying, it makes you the God. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just feeds on our selfishness. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, uh, moving on to our next segment here, we have a article from Insider.com where the... <laughs> I, this one cracks me up, honestly. Basically, PETA came out and started complaining about the Animal Crossing. It's actually quite, it's pretty funny. Um, Disclaimer, a lot of vegans are also saying that PETA is spouting nonsense. So we can't hold it against all vegans, even if some of us think they are all crazy. Uh, but so should we describe Animal Crossing oh, for those yeah. that don't know what that is? <laughs> yes. First, <laughs> so Animal Crossing is a pretty popular video game, and it came out. Nintendo is who releases it. It's only available on that, so it's a very like family friendly game. Uh, people and animals are coexisting alongside one another. It's just it's supposedly yeah. a ton of fun. I never played it, even when it first came out and it became very popular i think the wii maybe the gamecube but the i think the wii was when it was released the first time 
could be wrong. Yeah, I never played it either, but it's like that super innocent, just like cartoony video game where you're really just going around collecting things and there's like nothing bad whatsoever in it. It's just, yeah. Yeah. No so anyway. basically it, it cracks me up because they came out with this whole thing and they, they're like, uh, this game is indoctrinating people and whatnot. Fishing isn't vegan. I liked this one quote from them that it's disappointing that a game in which villagers from all different species, from elephants to ducks to deer to pigs, coexist harmoniously with humans, encourages abusive behavior towards fish and insects, the post said. Instead of being recognized as a living, breathing, feeling individuals that they are, they're presented as forms of entertainment for the other villagers. Your island should be a safe space for all animals, big and small. So, I have to admit here, it is they have a point in that it is very weird that this is happening. Like, I, it just strikes me as extremely weird that you would be fishing in a game where animals are kind of presented as people and whatnot. So... As it is, some might even accuse it of indoctrinating people of PETA's ideology because it does present animals in a human-like form. So it cracks me up. They're railing against it like this, but I, I guess whatever floats your boat, you can't expect any sense to be made from people who are senseless. So, Right, we just talked about that. Yeah, yep. So... It, it just, it completely, it did, I did laugh when I heard about this, but I think it should be pointed out here, like, what in, first of all, when in the world are they even talking about, but second of all, again, they have no standard for this. They have absolutely no standard right. to say any life is, in, in, in any way, sacred or worth I, I don't think they would use that term but any in any way worth preserving they just don't right and the, the same people that are in PETA a lot of them probably support abortion too yeah I mean yep because there's a disconnect and they yep. they just I think they just enjoy their uh, saying there and virtue signaling basically we're better than everyone else but do you have anything else you would yeah. any other articles um that's pretty much all i had um i guess going back to no never mind yeah i think we should table that part of it uh i did have another article but it's a little it's almost too graphic it and, it, and we're, it's going back to the public education system and what they're causing the children to do and it was talking about a girl that was was told to go in front of the class and read a poem and i hesitate to even mention the name of the poem because there might be listeners even adults whose sensibilities would be completely and utterly offended having read this this disgusting poem it's like that bad like explicit in like the worst possible way and this girl had to go in front of the class and like role play this this poem and uh 
it's just quite disturbing things that are going on in the public education system these days. And it's because people don't have any foundation. We've completely taken the Bible and the Word of God out of schools. And uh, with that, any notion of morality, um, it's just, it's really quite disturbing. So while I, I don't say to people, you know, you you need to take your kids out of public school immediately. It is something to think about. And the, the fact that they're trying to take away the rights of homeschooling parents to educate their own children that they brought into the earth and have the ultimate right to raise as they wish. It's, it's just really surprising. But uh, it's not surprising, I should say, but it's it's disturbing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's as a result of this, they have made idols of everything, basically. Uh, for most schools, you see an idolization of sex and greed, money, basically. But in some in some schools, the culture, it's not taught, but violence, murder, is idolized in gang culture and whatnot. It's cool to go around shooting people and whatnot. And then, then we're surprised when school shootings happen. Right. When they're being told yeah, we that they're constantly on shifting sand of... Well, this is right, but we don't really have a reason why we're telling you that this is right. So have fun. Right. You're just the descendant of an ape, and there's no morality. You'll never be held accountable, but but do only good things. <laughs> whatever okay? good is. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, whatever good is. I can't define that for you, but make sure to do that. And then if you don't, we're going to, you know, come after you. So that's not confusing. All right. Well, it's getting close to the time when we close our episode. This one is much shorter than our last episode, but we definitely appreciate you guys coming in listening to this. John, do you have any other last thoughts before we close this? Um, I just say, uh, you know, stay engaged, uh, stay watching your culture and your your politicians and put your word in when people are getting their uh, rights taken away, even if you don't necessarily exercise those rights yourself, because um, like I said, you know, those rights can only be taken away. They, they rarely ever get returned or added to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Stay educated on what's happening because even if you are not encountering it yourself, you never know when someone you may know or love encounters it or that you may encounter in public, especially those of you, if any of you evangelize in any way. You definitely want to stay educated on even the things that do not affect you. So even if you're single, you do, I mean, I'm single. I. It, it is worth keeping up with anything that affects anyone in any way because it helps you to engage society in a more authentic and relevant way but Amen. basically yeah thank you guys for 
tuning in to listen to this one. Please share us on whatever platform you enjoy sharing on. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter account. Just go out and follow us on both if you don't mind and try to engage with us in any way you see fit. Shoot us any questions you may have and we will try to address them on show. And if you ha- also, if you have any subject ideas for this podcast, please feel free to message us on whatever or even email us at uh, reawakenpodcast at gmail.com. And we will definitely take the subject idea into consideration. But yeah, thank you guys very much. And we will see you next time. Well, you will hear us, but we'll go ahead and say that you will see us next time. Thank you.